It is time for the Drew Yari Show. Drew Yari. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a special Tuesday edition of the Drew Yari Show. I am the host, Drew, and with me tonight, uh, from the Hammerlock Hangover and Garden of Doom, is uh, Jeff Lippman. What's up, peeps? Trust all that for me. What's up, peeps? Uh, and with me tonight, uh, from uh, from False Count Radio, and also the founder, one of the founders of Wrestling Soup, Miss Andrew Garlic. I wouldn't say I'm one of the founders. I was the first co-host, but he was doing it solo before I joined it. All right, correction. He is the first Having co-host. Said that, I'll take I'll take it as being one of the pioneers, one of the founding fathers of wrestling. Uh, what's going on, guys? What's happening? A lot. All good. A lot's happening. Uh, we got a few things to get to for tonight's show. Uh, I don't know what you guys want to talk about first. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the. Triple H retirement or the Will Smith news? Your show. I mean, you're also you're also my you're also my guest. I want to accommodate you. Uh, we can talk about the bitch slap her around the world if you like. Uh, we can do that. So the Oscars happen on Sunday. <laughs> um, I like movies. I'm a movie buff, so I try to watch maybe a little bit of the Oscars to see what's going on. Granted. I don't know most of the movies that are being nominated, but I like to try and keep my eye out on what's there and maybe to kind of open my horizons or, you know, just to see what are some good movies I should watch. Did so, you watch out Birdman the year that it was up for all those? Birdman? No, I did not. I watched that. That was the biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Wait, wait, Kyle, did, did you think like me that it was uh, about the old cartoon Birdman? I didn't, because uh, I, I have a friend who's like a really big film buff, and he's like, oh, you gotta see this, it's, it's amazing. And he normally has similar tastes to me, and I was just like, really, man? That That's what you're telling me to watch? Yeah, it was terrible. I, I thought it was going to be about Birdman! It's funny, because um, when they were at Comic-Con promoting the movie... I, I don't know who, I think it was the, rec, the director, or I think it was Chris Hardwick who was like hosting the panel. He said, guys, this isn't a superhero movie. This isn't a comic book. This is a movie about a guy from a superhero TV show. This is that's nothing to do with Marvel or DC. Because people honestly thought it was like a superhero movie. Um, but um, anyways, the Oscars happened on Sunday. And I watched like maybe the first half of it, lost interest, and, you know, changed the channel. So... I ended up missing what occurred. You know, the bitch slap heard around the world. So, if you guys are, didn't already know, uh, Chris Rock came out to present an award. I think it was like her best documentary. And, you know, Chris Rock doing what he does. You know, taking shots at people in the audience. Gets to Will. Uh, gets to Jada, who Jada was shown to, you know, shave her head. Uh, she's so, uh, she, apparently she has a condition. I'm not. I, I forgot what the correct term it is. And Harapisha, there you go. And makes a joke about her hair, saying, "You know, uh, GI Jane two can't wait to see it." 
And you know, the audience was like, oh. And he's like, oh, the light joke. Come on. And then Will, at first, Will was laughing. She was showing a laugh at the joke. You know, Jada looked like she wasn't laughing. So, uh, off camera, you just see uh, Chris Rock go, you know, uh oh. And then Will walks up to Chris Rock, slaps him across the face, walks off. And then you hear, you know, Will say twice off camera, or once off camera and the other being on camera saying, you know, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. The audience thought it was a gig, but it ended up being real. They realized it was a real thing. So, um, and then, you know, Chris Rock basically no sold it and said, wow, I just got, you know, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Um, this is probably the greatest moment in TV history. So, about maybe 20, I would say like maybe 20, 25 minutes later, Will Smith ended up winning his first Oscar for King Richard. Um, uh, recently, he apologized for his actions. He apologized to Chris. Um, Chris, you know, talked about it, saying, you know, hey, I made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Oscars are looking into it. Uh, they're, they're talking about possibly maybe even taking back Will's Oscar. Um, so there's that. Uh, what do you guys think? Whoever wants to start. I don't I'll believe start. a comedian should ever apologize for a joke. I'll just say that right off the, right off the top. Correct. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Andrew on that. And Chris Rock wasn't for best documentary. He was the host of the night. So he's, you know, you go to these shows and, and you know, you know if you're in the audience, you're going to be the target of jokes and some are going to be good and some are going to be bad. Whatever it is, if, if this was anyone other than Will Smith in any other setting, person comes up, would have been tackled by six, you know, security guys before he even gotten, gotten close. And if he did get close and got the slap in, he would have been dragged off by six security guys and probably worked over in the alley. I mean, that's really all you need to know. But the only other thing that you do need to know, Drew, you, you pointed out, he was laughing first and he only got fake mad after he realized that his wife was mad and... You know, I guess he felt entitled and felt in a safe place and knew he could get away with it. And he's also bigger than Chris Rock, who's a very dainty person. Um, and he took advantage of it. I think that everything that, you know, I mean, listen, I remember Will Smith being the butt of the jokes, you know, just a few years ago because of entanglements. Um, so I think he has a lot of pent up anger uh, there and he, and he took it out and no other circumstance would this be okay and now I'm hearing all sorts of people making excuses he was defending his wife. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he laughed. That, that that was his honest reaction. He laughed. I mean, you know, he could have gotten out and left. He could have he could have done a whole host of things, but he did the one thing he couldn't and now I'm hearing like the narrative that black women don't get defended enough. What? I mean, I, I, I don't really even know what that means versus women don't get defended enough versus are women women versus can are women equal? I mean, I don't know which narrative is, is the right one of the day. All I know is that you're not supposed to hit people, um, and and if you're going to hit them, hit them. That was a weak ass slap. That was like Joan Collins hit Linda Evans harder on Dynasty. So that that's all I got to say about that because Stone Cold said so. Starters too. Um, if that was Jason Statham or someone like that up there, Will Smith would have sat his ass down, and she looked at him. He'd, he'd have been like, "You go tell." That. Or, um, or like fucking The Rock or Jason Momoa. The Rock, Jason Momoa, any any one of those guys, he'd been like, he'd have kept his ass sitting uh, down there. Right, um, if it wasn't the skinniest guy that was basically his generation that, that that's in the same comedy business as him, that he he 
probably had some prior relationship with and knew he can get away with it. I'm like, should, should everyone in the world know that she has alopecia? I mean, it was a bad joke no matter what, but do, do I need to... I didn't know that she had alopecia until two days ago. I didn't. I, I don't know what alopecia is. I, I mean, I still... I'm not sure I know what it is. I don't think it's incumbent upon everyone to know everybody's conditions. When you put a guy like Chris Rock in that setting, you're going to get bad jokes, but it's not like he was up there doing, you know the groundbreaking stuff he was kind of known for. No way that shit would fly on live TV. Then again, Mm-mm. yelling out fuck, uh, put a white name out of your, the fuck out of your mouth, and I just got the shit beat out of me. Also wouldn't fly on live TV like that, too. But I think in some countries it actually didn't get cut out, but in the U.S. it did. Um, but, uh... By the way, not to be too technical, but he never did have his, Will's wife's name in his mouth. So even his, his after was like irrational it's like don't talk about my wife my made sense <laughs> but get your wife's my wife's name out of your fucking mouth yelling it twice he, he never said jada he never, he never said he never said her name you know she's like if you don't go up there, there's no pussy for you for a while mm-hmm. although based on the uh revelation from a couple years ago everyone gets some of that stuff. it's right i mean he, he had option it's like if you don't go up there you won't get to watch tonight <laughs> Zing! Uh, I might uh, let you record it. <laughs> I might. I might even let you jack off. No. Um. That was bad. Anyways, but yeah, that was just. That's one of those things of just like I. I guess I understand, but it's also confusing. Of like, where was the same energy when your wife is telling you straight up, "I fucked another dude behind your back." You know, why don't you go after the guy who was fucking your wife? But was that a, on a radio interview too, it was uh, it was like on some YouTube thing you can find online where they're just they're talking about their their relationship. I think they were separated at one point. I'm I'm not I'm not sure of all the details, but you know, Will is just like sitting there, just having his heart ripped out. And oh yeah, Chunky Larry said her red table talk. Um, and she's just talking about entanglement. Even Will at first was like entanglement. Is that what you're calling it? It's just weird family but it's just like well Chucky Larry actually has a solution there it should have been Bobby Lashley that Will ta- tagged in to slap Chris Rock now that would have been something when you talk about them being a weird family just look what they named their kids Jaden I mean I don't think Jaden is that weird well, I think it... you named the son in a variation of the mother's name and the daughter a, mar- a variation of the father's name okay good point <laughs> uh do parents cool things their kids but yeah it's just will i mean yeah perfect solution just handle it in the back doesn't necessarily have to be a slap just hit just confront him saying dude not cool that's really all you have to do and he just him winning his first oscar is always is going to be foreshadowed by the fact that he slapped somebody on live tv the the smallest guy in the world remains to be seen too or tainted could potentially ruin his reputation not that I give a shit, but uh, yeah, 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 probably. It it, it sucks because again, once upon a time I liked Will Smith. I was a fan of his. You know, lately not so much. More so because of just how he paints himself in the media and his family, and also you know his movies are not so good. Um, so it it just sucks seeing seeing this happening to somebody that you were a fan of. You know, back in the day. So, 
I mean, the only thing left that I want to comment on is, is that they were that somebody talked about the story and, and you were reporting it that they're talking about taking away his Oscar. I don't know who is or if that's serious, but they absolutely should not. They, the, those two things should be separate. Maybe he shouldn't be invited back next year to present. Uh, but, I mean, there are horrible people who have done far, far worse things that have Oscars. Harvey Weinstein, Roman Polanski. I mean, Kevin uh, Bacon. William Hurd beat his No, wife, Kevin Spacey. Uh, Kevin Spacey, yeah. I mean, pr- probably more than we even know because there's so many categories that you know aren't even relevant. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of people who've gotten into fist fights and spousal abuses and recidivist drunk drivers. And I mean, uh, Mel Gibson. I, I mean, Tom Cruise. I mean, there, there were there are plenty of crazy people who have done terrible, terrible things that that you know have Oscars. And uh, you know, you don't open that door. Um, you know, maybe if he did it beforehand, they wouldn't let him receive it on stage. But that's not that's not the situation. So I don't know. You know, don't let him present next year. I mean, very much Roman Polanski. He started winning. He was winning awards after all that shit went down too. And there's a fucking was it? They had like a lifetime achievement award at the Oscars for him, and everybody gave him a standing ovation. Like how fucking nuts is that? Yeah, that's taking separating the art from the artist uh, to an extreme that's unnecessary. Uh, again, take a, take a hint. WWE, Chris Benoit. <laughs> I mean, even WWE has higher standards. They didn't put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it's literally like giving Roman Polanski that lifetime achievement award afterwards is like putting Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. What it's uh, it, this is kind of like an off-topic question, uh, but like if let's say Chris Benoit did get inducted, do you think he would get a standing ovation? <laughs> There'd be protesters outside of that. Are you I, sure about I, that? Yeah, well, if anybody knew where it was, yeah, I think I think actually there would be. I think there actually would be protests for a wrestling event, maybe for the first time ever. I'm talking more about it. If you did that, if, I'm sorry. If you did that with him, I just think that like the, at this point, I feel like they've kind of like sort of like let it go a little bit, um, and they'll like show him on like footage and shit like that. But like the backlash that the publicly traded WWE would get for that would not be worth it. Right. I mean, again, I'm not saying they should. Good. I mean, literally, the Chris Benoit story is about the only one that made it into the public arena, despite what other people think since the steroids trial. So, you're exactly right. I mean, that is the only news that could actually get into the public square where the stock price might be impacted. It would just be, I mean, aside from the moral implications, it would just be utterly irresponsible on, that, on every level. But I don't know what we're talking about, because it's, it's not going to happen. All right, moving on. Uh, so last week, uh, Triple H appeared on Stephen A. Smith's show on ESPN and announced that he would have to retire, that he was done. Um, he, he, had, he talked about his health. Because uh, last year, Triple H had what was known as a cardiac event. And he's been off... I mean, he wasn't really on TV that much. But, you know, he's been away from work for a while. And he had this to say, and I quote. <clears throat> I had viral pneumonia. My lungs were inflamed. And as the next couple of days went on, I got home and it got increasingly worse. My wife saw some blood and stuff that I was coughing up. And I went and got checked. And it was coming from the viral uh, viral pneumonia. I had fluid in my lungs. I had some fluid around my heart, so they followed up on it and did an EKG and echo and everything. Basically, the way your heart pumps out 
50-60% of your ejection fraction is a good number. I was at 30%. I got a quick text message saying don't take time, pack a bag real quick, and head to the emergency room and I'll fill you in on the way. So by the time I got to the emergency room, my injection fraction had gone down to 22%, which you know, I was in heart failure. Um, and, you know, Stephen A. Smith had asked him, you know, are you, you know, essentially, are you ready to come back to work? Are you going to be a wrestler again? Are you going to have a match? And he just goes, oh, no, my, my uh, in-ring days are done. Like, I'm done. Um, he had mentioned that, you know, they were, they were talking about doing something at WrestleMania 28. Um, but, you know, obviously that's no longer the case. So uh, Triple H is retired. And uh, someone someone made an interesting uh, stat where he had his first match in March, I believe, 24th, 1992. And he retired March 26th or March 25th, 20... No, no, no. March 25th, 1992. And he retired almost the same date. 30 years later, which is pretty nuts. Um, so, uh, what do you guys think about the news? What do you, where do you, what do you guys think about Triple H's career? Where do you rank him? Uh, whoever wants to start. I'm not surprised. Mm. Um, you know, especially after, after all that, you know, we dealt with, you know, later that night, hearing of a rock star, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, dying with an enlarged heart. Um, so, you know, that, that's what happened. Well, they said that his heart was twice the weight of a normal heart. So that was part of it. But they also said that he had 10 different drugs in his system. So, you know, obviously that had something to do with it as well. Jesus Christ. Um, but I'm saying like the enlarged heart was definitely had something to do with it. So obviously Triple H didn't have that in mind, but, um, you know, especially, especially if you're doing something that's as physical as getting in a ring and wrestling or any kind of athletic endeavor. Uh, you don't want to fuck around when it comes to your heart, especially when you have a pretty cushy corporate job mm -hmm. uh, on top of it. Um, and I've always been a Triple H guy. I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, oh, no, me too. I liked him, especially during the era where everyone was like, oh, can someone else be the champion? And you realize, like, what's Booker T going to do as a, as a champion? Like, all the, why Scott Steiner? Like, all that kind of shit. So, in the long run, it... You know, somewhat made sense. Um, so, you know, kind of a bummer. Um, the only thing that I was talking to the wife about is, you know, when does he go into the Hall of Fame by himself? And I wonder if they will do that because he's corporate, but also, you know, this year you got The Undertaker going in. Next year, I'm pretty sure you got The Rock going in. So it would be at least two years for him on that. Right. Um, I guess it's my turn, huh? Um Triple H is probably in my top 25, probably somewhere between 20 and 25. Um, so obviously I'm a Triple H guy. Um, I probably was only semi-watching wrestling when most people started to turn on him, I, you know, I imagine. Um, but uh, as far as the retirement, I mean, I think health-wise it's appropriate. Age-wise, is it a surprise? I mean, he's 50, was he 58? So, I mean, oh, he's not that old. He's, he's close. It, oh, I mean, cool. someone could while we're here, but um, it, you know, it's, it's pretty much all about a technicality. And retirement in wrestling is never anything you know permanent. 
But, I mean, Triple H for the Hall of Fame, I mean, he could go in as Triple H, he could go in as a member of Evolution, he can go in as a member of DX, he can go in as a member of the authority, of the corporate authority, of the of the corporate ministry, as the head of NXT, <laughs> I mean, and then as, a, as an executive. I mean, you, he could have nine inductions, uh, and probably will before all is said and done. I just looked it up, he's 52. Okay, I'm sorry, so I... I I, I made him much older than me. He's actually younger than me. Mm. Um, but no, so nevertheless, he actually is, in the, in the, is in the Hall of Fame as a member of DX right now. Right. Yeah. No. No. I'm sure. I'm sure he's in the, the Hall of Fame probably twice already. But I mean, they could easily put him another half dozen times uh, without even stretching. Um, I got three uh, rings. Uh. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, listen. The, you know, I, I, I think that. It's an appropriate announcement. He did it on a, you know, on a big network that got a lot of big air right around WrestleMania. I don't think the thirty years thing was at all a coincidence. I don't think the timing with to um, thirty years or to WrestleMania was was a coincidence. I don't think the form was a coincidence. You know, he could have done it on a Stone Cold uh, Broken Skull Sessions, but he did it on the Stephen A. Smith show. I wish that was animated Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> also, also, I think because they. He chose Stephen A. Smith because you know uh, Brian Last or I think it was Brian Last or Cornette talked about you know they only they're going to choose people that they know are going to ask them like the softball questions, which is weird because why would you need a softball you know interview when you're just talking about your retirement? But you know still weird. But I'm I'm in the same camp as you know Car- uh, as uh, Andrew and uh, Jeff where I was always a Triple H supporter. Like I even when I when I first started watching wrestling, you know. He was running DX, and I always thought this guy has something. You know, he looks like he looks like a star. He looks like a good wrestler. And then we, when he became, you know, a singles guy, and he became a heel, started wearing the trunks, you know, spitting water out. I was always supportive of him. I liked him. I liked his wrestling. I liked his. I don't want to say promos. You know, I kind of got annoyed at the whole why is he why is he opening the show? You know, cutting twenty minute promos. But you know, whatever. I, I was always a fan of his because. You know, I, I liked him more as a babyface than a heel. You know, not to say he wasn't a good heel, but I preferred him more as a babyface because he was always good at being snarky and making very kind of you know cynical, you know, dark humor com- comments. Um, and you know, same thing with Andrew. Like when people were complaining about his reign of terror on Raw, you know, it was always one of those things of just like, okay. Who else is going to be able to carry the company on their back? Or carry Raw on their back, at least? You know, can it be Booker T? Can it be Rob Van Dam? Can it be Jericho? Can it be Goldberg? The answer is no. Those guys couldn't run it, so they gave it to Triple H. Because, you know, one thing you can say about Triple H is that he was never... You never heard about him having problems outside of the ring. You never heard about him getting pulled over or doing drugs. Uh... Or, you know, beating his wife or whatever. Like, he was kind of the straight and narrow guy. Um, and, you know, people can say, you know, all they want. You know, oh, he he buried talent. You know, he didn't want to put so-and-so over. It's like, well, first of all, how do you know that he didn't want to put anyone over, first of all? And also, it's, you know, it's not always the top guy's call to put somebody over. It's Vince's call. Because, you know, we've heard stories about top guys like Roman saying, hey, I wouldn't mind putting FTR over in a handicap match, and Vince saying no. 
because it's Vince's company. It's not Roman's company. It's not John Cena's company. It's not Triple H's company. Well, technically, it's part of Triple H's company right now. But Pretty you know, back you know, back in the day, it wasn't Triple H's company. So I was like Triple H. Um, I, I agree, you know, with when Cornette says he was the guy that worked with the other guy that drew the most money. But I still would consider Triple H a draw because, granted, WWE did the best they could to push him like he was Jesus Christ. And it works because people do like Triple H. They buy his merch. They pop when they see him. And he was able to make a life for him outside of wrestling by running NXT and choosing talent and helping talent out. Um, So, again, Triple H is definitely in my top 25. If I ever do make a top 25, he's definitely up there. He's still higher than that for me. He's in my top five. Right. The, the tail end of it, but he's in the top five. Uh, I really liked him when he became more serious uh, at the tail end of the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the heel uh, with Shawn Michaels and DX. Because one thing that I, I just can't stand is a cool heel. Like, right. I want my heel to just be an evil, vicious motherfucker. Right. And at that point, that's what I liked about him. And then, you know, obviously... I guess as a heel from that point on, he didn't do the, the funny guy as a heel anymore. Because um, even the authority was just more like just an asshole. Which I like. I, which I like because I, I was just watching the promo he did with Seth where he told him, you know, if nobody hates you, then you're not living up to your true potential. You know, if you got to worry about making money and having a nice car rather than what everyone thinks about you. So. I like those promos. Um, so they seem very meta, somewhat. But I always enjoy again. I always enjoyed Triple H, and I, I never minded him. I know some people. I know most people hate him. I liked him. I was always a Triple H fan. Um, he knew when to put the right guy over. You know, uh, re- the WrestleMania main event that never, you know, happened. That people like to forget happened, or at least WWE makes us forget it happened. Uh, you know, he put over Brian Danielson. It seems weird calling him Brian Danielson. But Brian Danielson at Mania. Um, so yeah, and he he was smart. He was he's probably one of the he's probably the smartest guy in the business because he married into the family, and now he's a corporate job. And pretty soon he might be running the company. He might be taking over Vince's company. And to think that all started with getting married simply so he had, didn't have to take a steroid test. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, speak, speaking of Scott Steiner, which we'll get to Scott Steiner in a bit, but um. Yeah, Triple H, happy retirement. I don't know who says that, that nobody liked him because when he came back after tearing his quad, uh, after about nine or ten months off, when, when he came, when he came on and the, his music hit, that was the loudest, most electric pop I have ever heard mm-hmm. anywhere from anybody, including Hogan beating the Iron Sheik, in, including WrestleMania three, including CM Punk this past summer coming back. The loudest pop I ever heard was when Triple H came back. You've obviously yep. never seen a Young Bucks uh, entrance. <laughs> That's true. I've never seen. I've never seen the Young Bucks. I've only seen the Middle Age Bucks. The young Bucks. And that was at the Garden, Madison Square Garden, and that, that was uh, leading up to Royal Rumble. I remember that. I was Tri- at the Hall of Fame the year the second time he tore his quad, mm. uh, which was that was the WrestleMania where Trump shaved McMahon. Mm-hmm. And he came out on crutches, and he got the he got probably the biggest uh, reaction of the night at that Hall of Fame. Yeah, I remember. I remember that mania. It was supposed to be him and Cena, like for the second year in a row. Yeah. 
and then they ended up giving to uh, Shawn Michaels, which that ended up being a good match, a great match overall. So, yeah. But uh, and also speaking of uh, Scott Steiner, Jim Cornette, uh, Scott Steiner, it was announced that the Steiner brothers are going to be in the Hall of Fame. So Uncle Scotty said yes. So Scotty and Ricky are on the Hall of Fame. Um, what do you guys uh, think about that? It's great. The Steiners are my second favorite tag team of all time, but only behind the Road Warriors. Yep, third for me. But yeah, I always loved the Steiners, especially um, that era where they were like late in, in WCW going to WWE. That was like my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I came in just watching them, and I was like, oh, this is a great team. I, lo- I love watching this team. And, uh, you know, Definitely kind of innovative with Scott doing the with the, innovating the Frankensteiner, and uh, you know, obviously they didn't do it as a team, but uh, I love the math. Everyone loves the math. Uh, so, what's going to happen with uh, Uncle Scotty with a live microphone at the Hall of Fame? Hey, someone's fingers on the button. <laughs> uh, they learned a- their mistake with Carlito a few years ago when he inducted his father and. Uh, they realized uh, maybe you shouldn't put a disgruntled ex-employee on a live mic. I don't remember. I don't remember that. What did he say? I forget exactly what he said, but there was definitely some uh, ooh, like from the crowd. Hmm. Oh man! I think Scott sees his bookings going down. He had a heart attack a couple of years ago. You know, I, I, you know, I, I think he knows that he needs this hall to keep his value up because he sure as shit can't really wrestle anymore. Um, he can, he has trouble moving. So, uh, you know, I, I think he'll behave. I think that this, his agreement was sort of his taciturn agreement to, you know, behave. And, you know, he, he, he wants to be on TV every now and then he wants to, you know, be able to sign as a hall of famer. He wants to get $5,000 appearance fees and then charge a hundred dollars an autograph or whatever at, at Toms or whatever, you know, however folks make their money, especially the cash money that nobody records. Yeah, I was kind of saying the same thing. I think, Scott, it's it's good that, you know, again, there obviously fences were, fences were mended, you know, because, you know, his, his decade-long, you know, hatred of Triple H or two decades long of hating Triple H, you know... Uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to see him talk, but again, I can't imagine he's going to go into business for himself and trash everybody because his nephew united by heart attacks and also united his, by congestive heart failure. Yeah, there you go, and also because his nephew works for the company, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Scott's not not going to want to make his nephew look bad. Is a Steiner on the roster? What are you talking about? Yes, there is. <laughs> um, I, I think we're confused. Uh, he's not gonna wait. He's not gonna want to make a NXT employee Braun Breaker look bad. Yeah, of course. Why would you want to make that Braun Breaker look bad? Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Still hate that name. Um, I am assuming Braun's gonna induct him. No, <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think they're gonna give Braun Breaker a, a microphone for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, they will. Can't imagine who else is going to induct him. Everyone else is dead. Paul DiBiase. Paul Heyman. DiBiase goes back to the UWF with him. Mike Rotunda was in the varsity club with him. They'll find someone. They'll cart someone out. 
It's it's yeah, gonna. That, that was a Rick Steiner induction, yeah. But like, I don't. Not too well known with it that they did anything with uh, with Scott, but also the fact that uh, the inductee typically picks who inducts them, and very easily see them saying, "Well, why not have him do it?" Even though they don't probably don't realize he can't talk. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, there's only one induction speech that really matters that night, anyhow. Hey, my favorite thing coming out of the Hall of Fame was I saw that Nikki Bella said that she can't wait for Vader's induction speech. I thought that she said that she couldn't wait to see what his wife would say, but I didn't see the full quote. I believe somebody corrected her and she clarified it, but I might be wrong about that. I don't know. All I know is that no Nikki Bella, no women's revolution. Nikki Bella is the real, true rainmaker. Oh, boy. Those are two things. Uh, supposedly they're going to announce a Psycho Sid in the Hall of Fame pretty soon. Good. Hope so. I guess uh, there's no softball going on that weekend. <laughs> seems, seems, seems so. Um, so next next year, I'm assuming it's going to be The Rock. And there's kind of a given. Um, who are some other names that you would like to see in the Hall of Fame? Andy Kaufman. Isn't he like in that like in that legacy wing shit? I don't think so. I still think it's stupid that they have a legacy wing. It's just like induct these people. It's like was it Bruiser Brody's in the legacy in the legacy wing? Bam Bam Bigelow's in the legacy wing, and Bam Bam Bigelow is my favorite big man of all time. He's in the legacy wing. I thought he was already inducted. Nope. That is so weird. Like key I mean, main event. Good. The guys from the the. Um, concussion suit, you know, who've never been forgiven. You know, your demolitions, your King Kong Bundys, they're, they're folks like that. I mean, I think, has the Bulldog made it in yet? Yeah, he went in last year. British okay. Bulldog? I thought so. I, I, I couldn't remember last year, you know, was that sort of the WrestleMania that never happened. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, demolition and uh, Bundy are, you know, probably my two sentimental favorites. Most people want to see Owen Hart go in. Oh, of course, yeah, but they can't. Uh, I don't. I don't really understand why, but I guess it's it's part of the settlement is that Martha has to approve. I think eventually she'll she'll give in eventually. I don't. Know. Triple Triple H has been very good about mending fences, so I can see him working overtime to try and uh, mend this fence. And to my to my understanding, he was friends with Owen, so. We'll every see. Year they, every year they induct, um, they, they're kind of hitting most of it now. They induct, you know, a team, so they got that with the Steiners. They induct someone who's deceased, so they're doing that with uh, Vader. But what they also always hit, which they haven't yet, at least, is a woman. Well, I mean, who, who else? I mean, I mean, it was only really Trish and Lita that are like the most... Victoria. Victor- yeah, but I think there's heat there. Uh, from what I heard, there's still heat with Victoria. She was in the Rumble last year, so I mean, at least the, the, they mended enough for her to actually be around. Uh, Anna pointed this out in the chat room. Nancy Benoit. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, never, mind. never mind. It was easy to forget that one. I mean, she was she was a pretty big name even before Chris. I mean, she was very well known in wrestling. So. And then uh, Batista is still on standby for his uh, Hall of Fame induction. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that he's probably going to be... I think he's more likely next year than The Rock, to be honest. The Rock has, like, eight movies back-to-back-to-back-to-back. I mean, I'm thinking that Rock's probably showing up this year and building up this year-long thing like he did with Cena, but only with Roman. To make himself available for next year's WrestleMania. And also, since they're... uh, Or, was it, uh, combining both titles into one title... It makes that match seem a lot bigger than it should be, or I mean, it'll make the match seem you know bigger, right? I don't think there's any more big rock size surprises anymore. Not with not with Peacock. They want eyes on they want eyes on their premium live events in real time, not for next year. Uh, maybe we'll see. I, I gotta say though, if The Rock's willing to do something like that, they probably go along with it. Uh, probably. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, 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 if I might be mistaken, but I think The Rock is in Australia now, so I'm, I'm not even sure these. You know, maybe there'll be a video or something, but um, I don't know. I know this is what everyone thinks that The Rock is set for next year's Mania. Just telling you that the guy makes a hundred million dollars a year doing movie after movie after movie and studios have contracts on him and there's insurance and um, you know it's I, I would not and it's a foregone conclusion yeah well again it's one of those things that we'll have to see because you never know what The Rock does so. so I'm just saying it's not it's not entirely up to him yeah true alright let's uh, let's get into uh, takeover predictions for this Saturday it's going to be at noon. So it's going to be pretty early, guys. 11, 11 uh, a.m. Central Time. And uh, so let's go with the matches. So far, there's six matches. Well, it looks like, it looks like this is how it's going to be. Six matches. A fatal five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes, the champion. Grayson Waller. Santos Escobar. Sola Sequoia. And then, uh, to be determined, the last contestant, depending on the Results of A Kid, Cameron Grimes, and Roderick Strong. It, well, first of all, I don't know when Takeover's on, but Stand and Deliver is this weekend. Whatever, same thing. Anyways, <clears throat> whatever. Um, it's, it's possible that the fifth person has been decided by now because it's eight fifty uh, Eastern time. So NXT has been on for forty-five minutes or fifty minutes. So I don't know. Um, I see no reason why Carmelo Hayes should be dropping this title. I could see Cameron Grimes taking it if he get if he wins the match tonight. That is. Oh, the only person I could see taking it uh, would be uh, Grayson Waller. They seem to have a hard on for him, and he's got the bodyguard. But they're playing the th- like I say that because they're playing the thing up with Cameron Grimes and like he told his father on his you know, not really but saying it's to his father on his deathbed he's going to win a title in NXT. Um, yeah, but there's, there's only four thousand people in attendance for this. The, the, most of those, nobody cares. Uh, Cameron Grimes is enhancement talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you there, but uh, I don't think that that's going to take him away from it. I mean, I, I can. Uh, I don't know. I, I I thought it was very random that they had that vignette because it's just like, okay, he's obviously going to be in the match. Are they going to do something to where it looks like he's going to win, and then Trick Williams comes in and fucks around and? They end up giving it to, or, you know, Hayes ends up keeping the title. And also, yeah, you know, like Littman says, you know, uh, for one thing, Grimes is enhancement talent. And also, why is he still on NXT? He should be on the main roster already. 
Um, so if they're, they're going to give it to one of the older stars, I would give it to Santos Escobar. He's got he's got more of the it factor. Yeah, that's so weird because it's just like him and LA Knight to me are my favorite guys on NXT, and you know they're so good. You know they're over. They look like stars. They talk like stars, and it's just like they're doing nothing with them. They put him Plus in these. He's got the cleavage girl with him, and he's got the two goons with him. So I mean, it's like it's like he's got a whole package there. Yeah, I just I don't get I don't get why they don't pull the trigger on this guy already. They should have done it like a year ago. Oh, Andrew, were you gonna say something? Uh, yeah, no, I was I was gonna say that there's so many chances where they, you know, fucking North American title, they could have made him the NXT champion for a little bit there. I'd be all for that. I'd like him to have a nice, you know, five to seven month run, and then he can go up to the main roster. I'm actually surprised he hasn't been part of one of these uh, mass firings. I'm glad he wasn't, but I'm surprised. I don't know. Like he, he looks like what they wanted Alberto Del Rio to be. Like he's someone that you know is talented and can talk and has personality and swagger. You know, same thing with Andrade. They want they they look at him as like, why couldn't Andrade be like that? Like this this guy this guy's money. You put him on the main roster. You know, if they book him the right way, which you know, creative, you know, is uh, undefeated and fucking with talent. You know, they if they book him the right way, he can be money. But you know, again, we'll have to see about. So that. they can only book him the right way if they book seven other people the wrong way. The only way to book him the right way is to have a bunch of people lose to him. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Someone has to win, someone has to lose. Yeah, it's just, you know, there, there's, yeah, there's seven people that could lose to him that could be booked the wrong way. Like, come on. I mean, Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss, why is he on TV? Why is Rick Boogs on TV? Uh, Nakamura can eat a pin. Uh, I don't know, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, we all agree that Hayes is taking it or retaining it. Um, no, I, I think that Andrew said that he thought Grimes was taking it. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm going to stick with Carmelo Hayes. Um, not missing. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh obviously that's contingent on Cameron Grimes actually getting into the match, but that's my opinion. If whatever he doesn't, then I'm with you all that Hayes keeps it. But uh, yeah, I think A Kid is probably going to be the one that they add to the match because he seems to be their new shiny object that can, you know, that nobody's really expecting to win. I don't know. I what do you guys think about him? Like I, I don't know. I just I saw him. I'm like, oh, he's just he's just okay. He's not really that good. Who about A Kid? Yeah. I mean, a few months ago, Vince promised me nobody that wasn't six two to six thirty, and I keep seeing this army of people who aren't six two and are under six thirty. I'm, I have no interest in a kid whatsoever. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Uh, I haven't seen enough of him to really form an opinion yet, but so far, I'm not impressed. Yeah. All right, next match: Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. Um, this is. Pretty much Tommaso Ciampa's last match on NXT before he goes in the main roster. Uh, the fact um, that it's his last match is kind of a dead giveaway that he's losing it. Yep. So Tony D'Angelo is winning. Uh, Jeff. The only wrench I would throw in that is that Tony D'Angelo 
beat Pete Dunne before, I mean, lost to Pete Dunne um, before he went on and Pete Dunne up, you know, uh, so actually that's consistent with what you guys are saying um, in the in the cage match. So, yeah, I, I guess then if uh, then Ciampa could win and go to the main roster. So, no, I, I was right. Yeah, Pete Dunne beat him in that, in that cage match where anything goes, um, where a face is supposed to win that match. Um, so he did, but then he went up to the main roster, even though D'Angelo lost. Um, so it is it is possible that D'Angelo will do the job for Ciampa before he goes up to the main roster, just like he did for Dunn. But um, I, I think that D'Angelo is the young guy, and they can't have him lose two big feuds back-to-back. That would look bad. Yeah, and they seem to like him the same way they like Waller, so... I'm also not so sure that Ciampa's going up there. I think they're trying to make you feel that way. I, I think Ciampa was serious when I said I'm staying in NXT forever, um, especially since I don't think Gargano's coming back. And, and I think they're going to move up uh, people like LA Knight and Dexter Loomis and you know maybe Cameron Grimes, maybe even Escobar. I, I think they're about to move a bunch of guys up. I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ciampa, you know, he did an interview where he's saying if I move to the main roster, I'll have to retire because I can't take this, you know, the main roster scheduling, which would be kind of, again, obviously make him look like a hypocrite if he does go to the main roster, but it's also one of those things of the main roster is so thin of talent that you need more opponents for, you know, main event guys and also mid-card guys. You need more guys, you know, for the U.S. title, for the Intercontinental title, and also, you know, the world title. Because, you know, eventually, you know, the titles are going to, you know, fuse and it's just going to be one title. Um, so I, I don't know. But it would and wouldn't surprise me if he does or doesn't move up. Also, not necessarily up to him to stay there. You know, he could say that that's what he wanted to do. But if they say. And the, he, the travel well, schedule isn't nearly what it was. I mean, they used to do 300 days a year. That's probably more like 100 days a year now. Right. So, I don't know. It, it'd be interesting to see what Ciampa can do on the main roster, but, you know, again, it's one of those things that wouldn't shock me too much if it does or doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, next is a Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Women's Championship. You have Manny Rose, the champion, versus Core Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray. Uh, last Wednesday, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai won the Dusty Cup Women's Classic, and instead of cashing in to face the Tag Team Champions, they decided to cash it in to be a part of the women's uh, championship match, and Dirk is pointing out that Gigi got hurt, so I'm guessing that's why they had to pull an audible and uh, yeah. add the team to the championship match, which I, which I didn't know until literally right now. Dirk just said it, so um, I'm gonna go with Mandy. I think they're gonna keep it on Mandy. Uh, what do you guys think? I agree. They're gonna keep it on Mandy, and I'm gonna go one further to say that Cora Jade turns heel and joins Toxic Attraction because she just is not getting it going as a face. Mm, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Be I, I agree with you too that uh, Manny Rose keeps it. And I wouldn't be surprised also to see that see that uh, Io Shirai is part of uh, Raw on Monday. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be very, that'd be pretty cool. And also pretty soon you got to bring back Asuka. Now, maybe, maybe they can fool what, the what you pain, I'm saying... Exactly what you think I'm saying, Jeff. So Stardom Josie uh, is coming coming to uh, wrestling WWE. I'm just saying what Vince McMahon thinks. Okay, 
They put Oscar uh, with they put Oscar with uh, what the fuck's her name? The pirate girl. I, the Sky Empress. Kari saying, there you go. So again, I wouldn't mind attacking with him. I'm just saying, this is what Vince thinks. Okay. But um. Uh, side, but I also think Raquel Gonzalez is part of that too because we haven't seen her since uh, she and Corjade lost in the uh, tournament. Yeah, she's I don't care what they do with her as long as she changes her ring attire. I don't know. I still don't like the thing she does at the entrance where she does her whole back flex thing. I just think that's weird. But yeah, she uh, she should be on the main roster pretty soon again. There needs to be more women, more credible women contenders on the main roster. Um, kind of done as much as she could on NXT. Right. And also, you know, to answer Jeff's thing about Cora maybe joining Toxic Attraction, I mean, that would that would be interesting. Um, I don't know how you would pull that off because the whole point of toxic attraction is these are these are you know sexy you know tough women, and Cora Jade literally looks like she's twelve. Let me tell you one thing, Drew. If there's one thing I know when I see it is someone who can pull off resting bitch face, and Cora Jade can do resting bitch face a lot better than she can do baby face heel face. So, I mean, baby face, uh, innocent girl face. I think she actually, I, I think she actually would be fine with it. And I don't find her to be attractive, but I know other people do. So that that's all that matters. And you know, if if they want the the skateboard kids to to watch, then you can add her to the show. It, it it's not hard. It's not hard to doll someone up. Uh, you got some push up bras, a little bit of different, uh, you know, short shorts. Do the hair a little bit differently. Get rid of the the turn back hair and the skateboard. Nobody likes Kaylee Ray, so you know, let, let her take a beating. They've changed Cora J's look a little bit too in the recent weeks, and uh, to my as best as I could remember, we haven't really seen the skateboard, and it's kind of gone away from the uh, you know skater girl look to more of your I guess for lack of a better term traditional female wrestler uh, type of attire. Eh, I, I, I just don't see it. I don't. I don't see her working in in uh, toxic attraction. But I don't know. M- maybe Jeff's right. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. So we'll just have to see on Saturday, or maybe the uh, week after. Well, my prediction is Mandy Rose. I'm just throwing that one as, as for extra credit. All right. Next is a triple threat. Ta- a- Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Imagine a year ago, I showed you a picture of Mandy Rose and Dolph Ziggler as the champions in NXT. You'd be like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> I mean, I, I would have told you you were crazy, but now it's happening and it's still crazy. Even Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler had said I was originally just going to go there for a bit and put over talent. There was no talk about me even being champion. So now I'm champion, and you know what the hell. So, even Dolph Ziggler yeah, couldn't predict it. People can't give a shit enough about Dolph Ziggler to make that watch it. Well, he also pointed out that he was getting stale on the main roster, so being in NXT has helped, has revitalized his uh, his career a little bit. Has helped him kind of step his game up more. He's been getting stale since 2016. Exactly. <laughs> Which I, I'm glad to see Dolph in NXT. I like. I've always liked Dolph. I like. You know, he's a good bumper. He's someone that you can. He's a safe worker. He's someone you can put in the ring against somebody that you're trying to get over. Oh, so, Andy Rose is cutting a promo right now. 
Uh, how, how hot? How hot does she look, by the way? I like her a lot better with the brown hair too. I love brunettes. I don't know. I'm looking at the guy right now who's ghost to me on Twitter, and that's Andrew Yang. <laughs> Phony baloney. That's so random. Uh, next, triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Championships. Tag Team Championships. Imperium versus MSK versus the Creed Brothers. Ooh. I think Imperium and Gunther may be another group that's going up to the main roster. Um, I want to say the Creed Brothers, but I, I'm not sure who, you know, who's been attacking them. And that that's probably going to play a role, so I'm going to go with MSK because there's some sort of uh, interference or some sort of beatdown before the match with the Creed Brothers to, to keep the Creed Brothers from those titles a little bit longer. Yeah, they did that vignette where they were showing two guys, you know, in masks, you know, messing up their locker room. So, uh, like, has there been any recent signees for in for NXT? Uh, they just signed whole class, but they they have constant performance center classes, and they have NXT UK. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't know of any new signings, but that doesn't mean that there can't be another team that's new to us or new to NXT. Um, and they did file a trademark for Grand Jury, which sounds like a tag team. Um, though, when I saw Edge's promo with the Scales of Justice, uh, you know, maybe he's going to create a little faction or a group called Grand Jury. I, I don't know. That got me thinking. But I still think Grand Jury sounds like a, a tag team name. I don't know. Maybe just getting ahead of it for next time Vince gets indicted. Sam <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hyuk and Goof, he's... He's dreaming big. He's pointing out the Von Erichs or Alexander Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu. For what? As I, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't know if he's like pertaining to what we're talking about, but let's further up the oh, no, MLW I think conversations. So yeah, about I think it's a, I think it's a chat. I mean, MLW and WWE are engaged in <laughs> pretty, pretty acrimonious litigation right now. I'm pretty sure right. nobody from MLW is go, is going to appear in WWE. All right, my my fault, my fault, CM, my fault. I didn't. I sorry about that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jeff's right. It's more than likely going to be a uh, a uh, a team that's in the performance center. And also, uh, Andrew Madmex says your mic is low. Yeah, slow then. Let's see if I can figure it out. Maybe uh, the mic is fine. Maybe maybe he's just low. Ever think about that, Mad Max? Drop it low. Drop you it low. I will not give you 20 CM Hucking Goof. I can barely do five. I'm lucky if I do five. Um, so, uh... Hey, 20 what? I guess 20 push-ups or sit-ups. Well, don't, don't guess. Just give him 20 whatever you can do. Uh, we'll see. Um, so you said you're choosing Imperium? No. Imperium's definitely losing. The, the only team I'm going to say for sure is losing... I'm going to say MSK gets the title again. I think the Cree brothers, something happens to keep them from getting it. All right. Is this dude. good enough for you, Mad Max? <laughs> God damn. Can you play some damn Yankees? Can I take you high enough? Can you take me higher? Is, is, that, is that Creed's version of Can You Take Me High Enough? I was saying Can You Take Me Higher. It's two separate songs, by the way. Jesus yeah, God. completely different songs. Oh, man. 
I like Creed. It really sticks when they, you know, when they try to be hair metal. I don't know. I like Creed. I'm I'm the minority. Um, uh, Andrew, what do you what do you think about the match? There was like a year there where everybody loved Creed, uh, almost. Uh, now I think the Creed brothers take it. Um, I like Daughtry. <laughs> I like Daughtry too. He's good. I'm, I'm kidding. They all sound the same to me. Buell, Creed, Corn, Nickelback. I mean, they all they all basically sound like bad versions of um, Pearl Jam. I like Nickelback. I'm happy. I'm glad. You're a very happy guy. You like lots of things. I do. Uh, Andrew, what, go ahead. Uh, what, if, what if the attack is that since Wade Barrett's doing commentary, he's reforming the Nexus? That would be awesome. Uh, oh, Joey Numbers would love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you say you're choosing the Creed Brothers? I think Creed Brothers, uh, kind of the same take that I think Imperium's uh, headed to the main roster where they'll be absolutely fucking wrecked. And um, yeah, I think it's too easy to put it back on MSK. Then Creed Brothers is at least something a little different. Mm-hmm. I love the Creed Brothers. Like I like them. I, I just I don't know. I, I already said my part. I guess I'm kind of with you guys. I'm going to go for the Creed Brothers because it looks like they don't want to put it back on MSK because I think the crowd's kind of turning on MSK. But for we've kind of figured out why they're turning on MSK. And then um, it looks like Imperium might go to the main roster, and again, you said they're probably they're more than likely gonna fuck him up somehow. Even though they again they look like money, especially you know whatever. But yeah, I'm gonna go with the Creed brothers because it's something new, and you know they want to build these guys up for a good reason because they're you know very talented. Uh, next is uh, so we could get to evil Russians these days uh, in WWE land. <laughs> It's like we're gonna make you an evil Russian. Uh, you're gonna just be. It's not gonna say anything. They're just they're just vaguely Eastern European. You're gonna be Putin's right hand man. But Vince, I I am from Austria. Ah, same thing. Gunter the oligarch. Jeez. Oligunter. Uh, Nikolai Volkov was from Yugoslavia. <laughs> oh, Vince. Uh, next is uh, L.A. Knight versus Gunther, singles match. This is a tough one because both these guys should be on the main roster. I, I mean, I keep one day I'm going to be right. La Knight's going to the main roster, so I, you know, so he he can take another pin, uh, and I think that he probably will. And more than likely, they're going to give it to Gunther, and you know, you're going to see both guys on TV next week, or maybe the week after. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, it looks like, uh, by the way, it looks like they just uh, added Toxic Attraction to, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai reunited uh, just now on the show. Um, but no, yeah. I, I kind of think Gunther. Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to bet against them with how dominant they've made him in NXT and uh, UK. Um, with <laughs> LA Knight, though, isn't there like some past like attitude or some other problems that actually got him fired from uh, WWE in the past that might make them want to keep him in NXT a little bit longer? Mm, are you sure you're not confusing him with uh, EC3? <laughs> There's no problems with EC3. I thought I thought I was, but may, may, maybe I'm mistaken. Um, I, don't think he, any of I don't know the answer. I don't think he, like, I don't know the answer. I, I don't think he was ever in any, or in WWE in any fashion. At least I might. He was in the Performance Center or something like that. And 
similar to where Seth Rollins almost got fired, he did. But again, I, I might be absolutely wrong about that. And I'm well, the they rehired him anyway, and you know, I don't know, I, I know the answer to that. But I mean, I, I would think that things are free. I mean, almost everybody is gone. It's all new people. I don't know. Again, he he strikes me as somebody that. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in WWE like for like as long as Bobby Roode's been in WWE. Because know, you, you know, know what it is? Oh, I'm sorry, you know what it is? He was in there when Bill DeMott was running it and he didn't get along with Bill DeMott, so they fired him. Well nobody a lot of people didn't get along with Bill DeMott. <laughs> exactly. Oh he strikes me as somebody they put him on the main roster, he's gonna be there as long as like Bobby Roode. He's gonna have that Bobby Roode career. And WWE, like he's gonna be known as somebody who's a safe worker and you never have to worry about him causing problems. Yeah. yeah, he can be heel, he can be face, they can put a title on him, he can take pens, I mean, he can, you know, he can, Bobby Roode's a good example, Dolph Ziegler's another one, The Miz is another one, he could, you know, you, you put the world title on him, it's not the biggest deal, you take it off of him in a week, it's not the biggest deal, you keep it on him for six months, it's not the biggest deal, he can, he can he, you can have him do anything. All right. And I like, I like LA Knight, so, I, again, I was, good. I was, I was saying I always liked him. Uh, right before the pandemic hit, he was fucking killing it on NWA. Yeah, like I again, I was huge on NWA before the pandemic, and I was you know watching it you know pretty much every week. And he was always one of my favorite guys to watch. Him and Eddie Kingston, like I was big fans of them. I loved watching anything they were a part of. And oh, even the bouncers were interesting there. Even the what? Even the bouncers. The bouncers. Um. Yeah, so it's good to see you know LA Knight on TV, and pretty soon he's going to be on the main roster. So we'll see what he does. Um, last is the main event: uh, NXT Championship, Dolph Ziggler defending against Braun Breaker. Yeah, Braun Breaker is going to get his moment in front of the sort of big crowd. I mean, it, big for him because you know he's in the NXT crowd, and you know they they tested it out on. On you know raw and look look like it worked out. He looked like he was a natural, and that he was getting used to the crowd. He didn't look like he was nervous or scared. He looked like he was a natural. So you know, Breaker is more like, Breaker. Go ahead. He played NFL in front of seventy five thousand people. I mean, it, it's you know, and, and college in front of one hundred and ten thousand people. I, I don't think crowds make him nervous. I, I was just sort of mocking the fact that the stand and deliver last I heard was sold about four thousand of the. Uh, five thousand and change tickets. So, uh, you know that they're not they're not doing so well sales wise. But you know there might be some walk-ins and last minute buys and things like that. It's in the American Airlines Center, so that's where the Dallas Mavericks play. So I'm not sure what the capacity for that arena might be. But well, they re- they made available about fifty eight hundred tickets, some, <laughs> something like that for, for sale, and they sold as of Saturday about thirty nine hundred and change. I mean, you never know. It might be a different number the day before, the day of. So, but uh, Breaker more than likely taking the title back just to see how he does in front of a big crowd. Uh, Andrew, what'd you think? Seems kind of silly though to take the title off him only to put it back on him like three weeks later. I mean, like obviously we've seen it a lot. Typically not with the main title for a show, but you know you'll see it with like your Intercontinental or North American U.S. title type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But since they tested him out on Raw and it went pretty well, where maybe they're considering moving him up. Um, then again, what do you do with Dolph Ziggler? So, 
Gosh, I don't know. I could probably go either way on this one. Uh, my gut's telling me that since Bruce Pritchard's running the show, Common Sense has no part on the show, so Breaker's probably taking it back. Also, I think you know what comes in, in into play is he's gonna—he's more than likely going to induct his dad and you know Scott in the Hall of Fame. So, you know the the casual audience is going to see him, and then they're going to get that announcement of you know what you know what see what see what Brian Breaker's made of in you know NXT stand delivered tomorrow in Dallas. And you know they yeah. want that they want that you know good moment that feel good moment feel of you know he just inducted his dad and his uncle in the Hall of Fame and now he's fighting to take his title back from that evil Dolph Ziggler, you know they could do that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Well, they're going to promote it. I mean, all week long, and it's going to be on Peacock. So you know it's WrestleMania weekend. So you may have a lot of people that are just this is their weekend. Like even people who don't normally watch wrestling they just may put the tv on peacock and just leave it on all day just like you know like super bowl weekend you just leave it on whether it's the pre-show or the rerun of the pre-show or the old folks game or the you know the dog <laughs> the dog bowl or whatever it is you just leave you leave it on that channel so you know maybe they want uh, to expose you know, instead of 620,000 people watching Braun breaker on tv you know maybe 1.2 million are watching him on saturday afternoon um yeah, so who knows? I mean, this, this this is all about this is all about eyes on Peacock. I finally figured out whatever logic there is to WWE, even if it doesn't make sense that they're about event planning. The and the event planning is to get more eyes on Peacock, so they're more valuable to Comcast, especially those Comcast customers who get Peacock for free and might just turn it on and say, "Fuck it, I got nothing else to do today." Yeah. They advertised WrestleMania during uh, the final season finale of Snowpiercer last night on TNT. There you go. All right, so that's uh, Stand Deliver. It's going to be this Saturday in the afternoon uh, before night one of WrestleMania, which we will get into right now. Uh, WrestleMania Ooh, will nice be... Segue. A nice segue. There you go. Um, WrestleMania will be... Can we get this... a three-hour break? Oh, I'm sorry? Can we get a three-hour break? You get no breaks. Anyways, you get no bricks. God damn it, you have to work. Um, this weekend, WrestleMania will be both April 2nd and April 3rd, Saturday, Sunday, at Arlington, Texas, in the ET Stadium. It is known as the most stupendous two night event in WrestleMania history. Uh, night one, these are just the matches I'm just going off on uh, Wikipedia. Night one, let's start with uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Is there any question that Bianca's taking this one? She has to. I agree. Her the hero's journey has to end now. Yeah, give it to Bianca. Um, yeah, Becky. Yeah, Becky's still going to be a star no matter what. They're going to push her as a star. She's still over. She's she'll be fine. But, but Bianca, good. I could do with Becky having another fifteen months off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bian- Bianca is the star now. You know, uh, she's going to win it and have that. Again, she's going to have another feel-good moment like from last year. So give it to Bianca. You know, case closed. Uh, next is Rey Mysterio and Dominic versus The Miz and Logan Paul in a tag match. Faces win. Logan Paul decks The Miz. Probably causes the pin. Yeah, faces are going to win it. Yep. I'm not completely... Uh unconvinced that Logan Paul's brother is going to make some kind of appearance. 
Huh. That'd be interesting. I mean, not really, but... No. I mean, it wouldn't be interesting, but it's something they might do. I mean, he's... To his credit, he's a big name in boxing. He has a pretty good record in boxing. Mike Tyson wants to fight him for a billion dollars with a B. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's because Mike Tyson just uh, bought Ric Flair's cannabis business, so, uh, you know, he's probably already a billion dollars in debt. He also sold his tiger. Jesus Christ. To me. <laughs> so you have his tiger, Jeff? What are you doing with a tiger? You saw the hangover. Like, but what use do you have for a tiger? You saw the hangover. I t- <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get a straight answer out of that one. Um, next. You didn't see the hangover because I'm pretty sure I gave you a straight answer. I did see the hangover. <laughs> I did see the Just hangover. watch the uh, lion scene in Donnie Brasco. You'll get a general idea. Fair enough. Uh, next is a singles match. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. Uh, Drew McIntyre wins. Nobody cares. Hey, did you know that um, the deep six is the most protected move? It's the it's the one move that nobody's ever kicked out of. Um, nope, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, Drew's gonna win. So that's uh, that's your bathroom break, guys. That's that's your match to uh, maybe go reheat some more. Uh, some more chicken nuggets, maybe buy some chicken nuggets, pizza, wings, whatever you're going to do. Here's the problem, is that we don't need bathroom breaks anymore because they have 15 minutes of fluff between every single goddamn match. I watched Elimination Chamber like a day after it happened, and by fast-forwarding through entrances and video packages, that show went from four hours to like two and a half hours. That's exactly right. I, I almost never watch WWE programming live now because there's just so much commercials... Uh, and internal commercials and fluff and reruns. I can't tell you how many times they've shown that Roman Brock thing. I mean, it's it's over and over and over again. It, it's like gone from being cool to being Gilligan's Island to me. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. The Usos defending against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. This is why Rick Boogs is important because you're going to have new tag team champions. I predicted this before Nakamura even dropped the Intercontinental belt. Yeah, the Usos have had these titles long enough this this, this uh, reign. Yeah, I think you can take it off them and they'll be fine. Um, and they they seem to like Rick Boogs. Um, one thing one thing I've learned from Joey Numbers is that Vince loves characters, and Rick Boogs is a character. And to his credit, he's fucking jacked as fuck. And he looks like he can probably beat the shit out of anybody in the locker room, or mostly anybody in the locker room. Um, so, wouldn't surprise me if they won so they can have that feel-good, you know, underdog moment at Mania. Even though he's not actually playing, he can play guitar better than Elias, that's for sure. Yep, pretty much. Uh, next, another tag team match. The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. You said pre-show? <laughs> no, as of now, it's part of the actual show. I mean, faces win this, right? I mean, Xavier just came back. I mean, they just reunited, and they're going to do it for Big E. Uh, I think they're going to take the pin like they did last year against AJ and Almost New New Day. They're still over. They sell merch. You know, Xavier has up, up, down, down. So. 
they'll take the pin. They'll they won't be they won't be any worse for it. So uh, the heels are winning this, in my opinion. Uh, next is uh, this was announced on I think the website or the Facebook page. Seth freaking Rollins now has a WrestleMania match. Uh, Mc, Mr. McMahon will announce Rollins' opponent on the night of the event. So it's Cody Rhodes. How great would it be if it was like Virgil? Oh, Jesus. I love when WWE trolls the audience. S- someone put, what if it was Shane McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> I think someone earlier in the chat said, uh, it's, said how great would it be if it was Ted DiBiase Jr.? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. I, it, it would surprise me if Vince maybe had a swerve and then Seth beats him with ease. Like, if it was, like, some random job guy or somebody was, like, over 50 and they couldn't wrestle and Seth beats him in, like, two seconds. He's like, is that all you got? And then Vince goes, That's you know... <laughs> Jeff, come on. <laughs> well, this is where The Rock shows up, right? Um... That would definitely be huge. Yeah, down the rock Morocco. <laughs> oh, I would just love it to be anybody but Cody. Just to like like when we thought that Becky was gonna come back at WrestleMania last year and she didn't come back till SummerSlam. Just like every week or every time something could happen, you're like, Oh, this'll be this'll be it and they hold Cody off to like Survivor series. It's the it's the it's gonna be a handicap match. Against Marco Stunt, Billy Janella, and Peter Avalon. Oh, so it's going to be a one-on-one match. Yeah. <laughs> Have uh, met Blue Pants last week. Leva Bates. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've met her too. It wasn't very exciting. <laughs> so let's just say that it is Cody. Uh, more than likely, Cody's going to win. You bet he is. Uh, so, what do you think the reaction is going to be if Cody comes out? Instant hot fire. Within eight to nine seconds, the crowd will start booing him, just like they do everywhere else. Um, but he's going to win, and Seth's going to be, you know, have his excuse that he prepared for everybody in WWE. He prepared for everyone in NXT. He prepared for everyone at the Performance Center. He even prepared for everyone with the Legends contract. But he didn't prepare for people who, who weren't with the company yet. And it's not fair. I'm putting the shield back together. <laughs> I'm going to put the shield back together with Roman and John. John. <laughs> you made him drink, Cody. You made him drink. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... So yeah, that match is going to happen. Uh, what's presumably the main event match, and I, and I say match for a reason, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda wins. There's any question that Ronda Rousey wins this, and it'll be boring as fuck. Yeah, they have really... Uh, they have... I can't tell if it's WWE that's fucked with Ronda, or Ronda is just really not that interesting. Even that first run, I've never enjoyed anything about Ronda. And, uh, <gasps> more of the same. She's not that interesting. She she wasn't that interesting when she was a real fighter. The thing that made it interesting is that she was a real fighter and she won all her fights. So she had that aura about her, but this isn't 
real. So, but she's still winning because she's a star. Uh, at least on the mic, she just got absolutely no fucking charisma. Yeah, I think Cornette pointed it out. Like, he can't tell if they were protecting her or if she's just really green. And I think, I think it's both. She, she's perfect. I think she. I think she thinks that she's doing just great, and she doesn't need to work on it. She's Ronda fucking Rousey. She needs to be a heel. Like that's she number. That's number one because she is a natural heel, and like her coming out and smiling and shaking hands and kissing babies, like that. That just doesn't work. Like whoever thinks that's so, a good idea, it just it's not a good idea. So in six months, her and Charlotte make up, and they d- decide to become the two woman power trip. I mean, that would certainly be really fucking interesting. Because <laughs> Charlotte's such a natural heel, and, you know, Ronda's a natural heel, so why the fuck not? That'd be that'd be fucking dope, I'm not gonna lie. I like it. Put in Lacey Evans, that could be the new shield. Uh, you said Lacey Evans. Shield. That's you the s- shield I'm putting together. <laughs> <laughs> they were showing the uh, WrestleMania the other day where uh, Ronda got in the ring with The Rock and mm-hmm. uh, got in Stephanie's face. And uh, it's kind of funny looking at it now because when you watch her in the front row, uh, Shayna Baszler sitting right next to her. Yep. I'll never, I'll never understand why they never do something with her and Shayna. I was hoping they were going to do that right after Royal Rumble, let them be a team and just like fucking rip through people. Like she, Maybe like they will do something with her and Shayna. Maybe Shayna will be her first uh, opponent to lose. <laughs> she'll, she'll be there. She'll be the Dolph Ziggler. Oh, it's just, and she she's posting like you know pictures and videos of her and uh, Shayna training for the match. So Ronda against Shayna could be a SummerSlam match. I don't know. Um, yeah, Char- uh, Ronda's winning this. I mean, on paper it should be a good match, but the buildup has just been bleh. Um, Ronda just doesn't have the spark. She doesn't. So, what's going to close out the show is going to be uh, Steve Austin returning to confront Kevin Owens. Um, the talk is at it. It's not just going to be a talk show segment. It's going to be a fight. Like mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe like an unsanctioned match. Like you know, damn fight, son. Like I, I was, I was, I was pushing this idea. So you guys remember when Steve Austin came back the first time back in '03 against Eric Bischoff? Hmm. Like, it could be like that. Like, Steve Austin just comes back, and then, you know, Kale's like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about winning matches. I just want to embarrass you and kick your ass. Like, it could be like I'm that. I'm going to have a pie-eating contest with Mae Young. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking way too hard about it. I think it'll just start as a talking thing, and they'll get into fighting. They'll, you know, basically look like a, a street fight, except in the ring. And we all know how it ends. Steve Austin does a, a stunner, and Kevin Owens... You know, walks into a super kick and then he stumbles into a clothesline from hell. Then he gets to spin a Rooney and he finally escapes uh, to the back and he bumps right into the Undertaker and hits a tombstone and that and then that's it. Yeah, the show oh, lights go off. Everyone's happy. All the Texas guys, because even uh, JBL's been talking shit about Kevin Owens on uh, social media. Maybe JBL comes out. Maybe even Shawn Michaels. Michael, Michael, who's this Kevin Owens guy, Michael? But yeah, either way, it's it's Austin. The place is going to go ape shit crazy. Like personally, I think it should just start with you know Kevin Owens talking shit, calling him out. Then Austin comes out, you know, dressed in well not gear, but I guess like street clothes, street gear for a street fight, and then just proceeds to be the air and piss out of Kevin Owens. 
and then like you know Jeff said the other wrestling Texas legends come out and finish the job so you know that that's yeah, how trick him with the beer and you know the whole thing his new lager they'll toss it to him and he'll do a, he'll do a toss or a toast and kick him in the gut and, and and there we go and then it's party time and this is just again because it's peacock to keep all of the the casuals who still know who stone cold is or watched the good place and knew that the kirsten bell character loves stone cold steve austin or see the commercials with iced tea or whatever it is and and the kids know who stone cold is and everyone will stay up until 11 and mom and dad will let them if they they sort of remember stone cold too and everyone stays up and watches peacock straight through to 11 or 11 30 and that's your saturday night in and and when gas prices are high and inflation is high and you've got peacock you stay in what exactly what aren't they also, aren't they also following it up after the show with uh broken skull set a new broken skull sessions you bet they will god damn um you know who the guest is who the hell is drew yari what the hell is a drew yari yeah, I'm going to be on Stone Cold's talk show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's this no good song bitches on my show? What? Who's you, Yari? Uh, thank you, sir, for inviting me on the show. What? Anyways, that's night one. Night two. Uh, so let's start it from the top. Fatal 4-Way Tag Match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. The champions, Queensland Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Oh, there's a lot going on here. Oh, boy. Naomi uh, and Sasha win. The end. Yep, agreed. Andrew. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid to uh, say that, but, uh, yep, unless uh, it's the annual screw WrestleMania screwing of Sasha. Yeah, they put up a stat. She's never won a match at WrestleMania. I'd like to do an annual screw in her Sasha. hi Um. Oh, was that on the air? Oops. Uh, yep, it was on the air, and you just got... And we just lost our female demographic, Jeff. Thank you very much. Yeah, female demographic. Yeah, I was pretty worried about that one. <laughs> God, I lost all the ladies because of Jeff. Um. Yep. Yeah, Sasha and Naomi. Give it to them. Uh... There's a lot going on in this match, like Andrew said, and there's going to be a lot of botches. A lot, a lot of botches. Sasha, or not Sasha, uh, Shayna Baszler and Natty is like the weirdest team that I've ever heard of. Oh, they need something for Natty. They need to keep Natty on TV and make her feel special. I agree with you guys. Carmelo's top has to fall off. (laughs) And we just lost more of the female demographic. I'm pretty sure you never had two women listening at the same time. Well, now I have no women listening to the show. I had, I'm pretty sure that's no change from before I said anything. It was two, then it was one, and now it's none. Thank you, Jeff. Who were the two? Are you calling Mad Max and, and Dashing Dirk women? So I happen to know that at least one of them isn't. Uh, so now your hate mail to Jeff Lippman. Oh, you're in trouble now. Ha- Goose sounds like a woman's name. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mad Max, not Max. So, uh, Mad Max, that's definitely, well, you know, I don't know. Oh, Dirk goes, ha, 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 and there's no emojis, so definitely a man. Like, how dare you assume people's genders, Jeff? 
What's a gender? Exactly. Anyways, next match. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match. <laughs> I so mean... about to come out on DVD, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the fuck are you on, Jeff? The Something that allows me to spell Jeff correctly. How about that? Um, I, all I want to know is what the size of the cattle prod or, or electrocution device or giant, ex, you know, e- ejecting lawn chair that that Sami Zayn gets thrown from. I mean, it, it's not a question of who, it's just how. I think it's going to be... Spanish, that's Spanish and it's Hef. <laughs> El Hefe. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those matches that you can just, like, have fun watching. There's going to be a lot of goofiness and a lot of craziness. And you can't really expect too much from it. You just need to just watch it and just be entertained or not. That's, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's a fun match to watch. Sami Zayn's going to win it, obviously. But uh, it's going to be a fun match to watch. Who wants to know what the fuck I'm on? I'm not on Sasha. That's what I'm not on. Or Carmella. And then the, that, that, would be, that would be a nice birthday gift, by the way. Uh, threesome with Sasha and Carmella. Thanks, guys. Ugh. Uh, next is a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. You have RK Bro defending against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Bros retain. Yeah, I think so. Um, I was kind of I was kind of weirded out that they took it off of Alpha Academy when they were, they only had it for like a month. So I don't know, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with Jeff. RK Bro retains. I could potentially, I, I'm, I'm with you, but I could potentially see uh, this being a roundabout way to build up the street province by having them beat RK Bro as opposed to Alpha Academy. Right, because lately they've been pushing the street province as kind of like heelish. Like, and this seems like maybe the perfect way to kind of set that trigger. I, I would actually much prefer it if they just broke up the street profits and made Montez Ford the superstar that he obviously is. Uh, we can do that too. I mean, I've been saying that for a while. You know, keep Montez. You know, you can easily get rid of uh, Dawkins, and I don't think anyone would care. I'd care. Angelo Janetti. Angelo Janetti. Montez Ford is not a star, and they're going to keep them together. Whatever, Jeff. Uh, keep it on RK, bro. And next, you have what could maybe be or, the sleep. Go ahead. Or. They just let uh, they just have them lose and let them go back to Montez carrying uh, Bianca Belair's bags. Either way, Montez Ford is doing something. Uh, next is Edge versus AJ Styles singles match. Oh, oh. I I mean. I don't know. Either one of these guys can lose. I, I think it's going to be an exhibition. It's going to be a good match. Um, I'm going to say, when in doubt, AJ is the face, but Edge is the bigger name, and it is Peacock, and it's an event, so I'm going to go with Edge. I think AJ wins it because I look at it like this. Mm. Um, Edge is on a very strict number of matches per year, so chances are after WrestleMania we're not going to be seeing Edge for several months. Well, ironically, he'll be using his old music and be babyface again, like after every match he has. Um, <laughs> and so basically the fact is that one of these guys is going to still be on the show on Monday, and that guy's AJ Styles, so I think he wins it. 
that know, makes sense. Like, I want AJ to win, but it's one of those things of just like they're giving Edge this new gimmick, and you know, I forget who said it that he's, I guess, the new Undertaker of WWE or whatever. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Edge won because, like, you know, Jeff just mentioned, Edge is the bigger star. AJ, AJ can lose and he'll be fine. Edge can lose and he'll be fine. Like either way. Uh, yeah, Mish said that, uh, Dirk. Um, I want AJ to win, but again, I think Edge is more than likely going to win. Because, I don't know, that's, that's just the way it looks. Alright, next match. This was just announced uh, last night, actually. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Who wins me? Because the Hurt Business is going to be reformed. The only question is... Almost MVP Cedric and Shelton that walk out together, or is it MVP Lashley and Almost that walk out together um, after gaining mutual respect? So, time limit draw. Is this a Jeff Littman in a shark cage match? Oh my God! I, I, I would. They should absolutely put me in a shark cage. I, I would take a bullet for either of these men. It's like, it's like everyone's like, who cares about this match? They just announced it three days before. I'm like, I do. I love this match. It's like Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Ray, Ray Mysterio for the cussy of Dominic. It's almost versus Bobby Lashley for the cussy of Jeff Lippman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, the loser gets me, I'm sure. <laughs> the loser gets you. <laughs> oh, that'd be inter- that, that, that's people talk, about, people talk a lot about the match for the cussy of a child, but let's not forget... Triple H and Vince uh, wrestled for uh, a wedding annulment. I mean, uh, listen, I've been married. That's that's a that's a good thing to wrestle for. <laughs> I don't know. I'm at like 18 years being married. I don't think I can I can handle that at this point. Yeah, it's a little tough to to backdate it that far. Um, no, it turns out she's a barren woman and never told you. Well. uh... No comment. <laughs> Probably best. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going for almost because they want to push him, and I think it would. I mean, I, I I can see Lashley, you know, taking the pin, or this match might even end in like a no DQ uh, draw because Lashley is still a star. So I don't know if they want to make him look too weak. Like I don't know if they want to give him that treatment of you know, hey, we're gonna make you. We're gonna put you in the same category as like uh as like the Miz or or whomever where you're just gonna eat the pin. Like I think they're gonna they're still gonna make Batista or Batista not Batista uh, Lashley look strong in this one. So it's gonna be like a. But it's easy. It, it's easy to do so, and they've been trying to make Lashley a face for a while, and I God knows why. I'm not sure, and I, I wish they would abandon it, but they don't seem to abandon bad ideas. So it's easy to do. I mean, a you could have MVP turn on him and hit him with the cane. B he came back from an injury too soon. He was supposed to get surgery. He didn't because he wanted to be in WrestleMania and he wasn't fully healed. And, and MVP hits him in the cane on the shoulder, right? You know, and now he's, now he's protected. He wasn't, you know, on top of that, he went against the giant. So, I mean, you know, he, he, he's protected in that regard. That's the only way you can have Lashley lose this, especially coming back off of it, an injury, considering the year that basically the year of dominance that they've had him have for the most part. I I would prefer this. Like they they have a match where they just beat the shit out of each other, and it ends on like a double count out or whatever, like a like a fuck finish. And at the end of the match, you know, Lashley. I prefer that. 
Lashley. I'm still stuck in the shark cage because nobody wins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they leave, they leave me there until next year, until football season starts. I'm still there. Hey, hey. You just have your metal cup. You go, feed me. Throw me a fry or something. Come on, guys. Um, Everyone's like, no, you're fat. <laughs> Anyways, like the mansion's in like a double count out or a fuck finish and like Bobby Lashley shows respect to almost and, you know, almost joins the hurt business. I don't know. My my ending involves almost joining the hurt business because I would rather see that than see a face Bobby Lashley trying to do, cut promos. Fair enough, but yeah, MVP speaking for almost sounds like a win. It almost sounds like a win. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, ooh. Um, uh, Andrew, what you what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's either that, it's either uh, Lashley wins and everyone fucks him up, or we have a fuck finish. Um, but I I I, I don't necessarily see almost winning this straight out, and then. Just going to the back and saying, hey, I won. That's it. Uh, some kind of weird shit's going down here. Because right. it's hard when you really you, you don't want to really make either guy look weak, and it's hard to do that here. Another of course, qu- I'm thinking, like, I have a brain in my head, not like the people who book these shows. So, like, um, if, if Ashley actually does need surgery and he does need to go away for three or four months, this is a perfect way to do it. MVP turns on him. Maybe Cedric and Shelton are involved also. They use the cane. You got a giant injury angle. He comes back, gets his revenge, and you know evens it up around SummerSlam or whatever. And uh, Andrew, before we get to the main event, uh, who do you think gets Jeff out of the cage? Uh, that's you. I'm not getting him out of the cage. After tonight, probably only Mandy Rose has any interest in in seeing me escape. Yeah, fair enough. We'll, we'll, so I'm about the only one that, that I've, she's about the only one I've said anything good about. Well, La Knight, La Knight, and, and Mandy. That you know. We will find out I'm Jeff's. Good. We will find out Jeff's fate on Sunday. Um, main event time. Main event time. Brock Lesnar. The WWE Champion versus Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion with Paul Heyman, and a winner-takes-all match to unify the WWE and the Universal Championship. Alright. The Usos lost the tag team belts. Roman loses to Brock. The Usos come out and they try to do a beatdown or get involved. And who stops them? Gable Stevenson stops them. Maybe with his brother, maybe not. But Gable Stevenson comes out of the first row and and stops the Usos. Brock wins. Roman's going to get some well-deserved time off. <laughs> for a second, it sounded like <laughs> for a second, it sounded like you were going to say you were going to fall out of the cage and stop it. I fall out of the cage. I fall on Roman's head. He's like, "What's this fat fuck?" And then Brown Brock sits on me, and Roman can <laughs> out of both of them. Now Adam Cole could kick out of that seventeen times. Oh man, I I just I want to hear Jim Cornette's take on that. <laughs> Ace Romero just fell on Roman Reigns. Who's this goddamn f- motherfucker outlaw mud show piece of shit? 
ruining this goddamn wrestling match, motherfucker. Is that the Beer City Bruiser? <laughs> these motherfu- these outlaw motherfuckers have no respect for the wrestling business. That's what people say when they say about me. Outlaw Mud Show Jeff. <laughs> um, Andrew, go ahead. I do agree that Roman at some point is going to lose and get some time off, but similar to what I said about Edge, uh, Brock's a part-timer, and after this, we're not going to be seeing him for quite some time. Um, so I don't think he, he walks away with it, but then again, we've seen him have a title and not see him for six months before. Uh, but my gut tells me that Roman hangs on to this one. I mean, yeah, I can see Roman winning it, and they'll also maybe give him some limited time on TV. Like, they'll give him, like, maybe, like, a half vacation and just save him for, like, the big, you know, pay-per-view events. Maybe he'll take some time. I'm sorry, the Gable Stevenson theory is interesting, too, because uh, he just won another award and another national championship, and he went to the same college as Brock did. Hmm. And he basically said that, you know, he says politely as he can be, he's like, yeah, I'm not stopping at NXT. It's okay for my brother, that loser, but not me. Which he really should go to NXT. I mean, I don't know. I mean, hopefully he's a Kurt Angle. I mean, again, I want to be wrong, and I want him to be the next Kurt Angle as far as, like, somebody who is not only good in the ring, but is entertaining. And it's just, you know, lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? So, I want him to do well, but... You know, again, there was only one Kurt Angle, so we'll he see. Kinda, Gable, Gable season looks like he has a Keith Lee level of charisma. Oh boy! Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations, you guys. How are you doing? I feel marvelous. Kurt Angle had no charisma the first couple times they introduced him in '96. Well, I mean, he wasn't a rest- he wasn't part of the company then. I understand. Um, that's all I'm saying is that don't don't judge him from his first. I mean, of course you'll judge him, but the the beginning product isn't necessarily going to be the near term, medium, or end product. Again, I want I so want him to rescue you from the cage. <laughs> God damn it! I, who's I, I wrestling to... Jeff from the cage? Fuck! I, I, I need to build up the the numbers so that they can do one of those like uh, they have a way when you have people stand on each other's shoulders like a human tower. So is it going to be like last year when, like, after every pay-per-view, somebody would come out and challenge uh, Roman at the end of SummerSlam? It's just going to be Jeff falling down from the cage. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to smash you, Jeff Lippman. I'm going to smash you. I'm going to smash you. Who's this Jeff Lippman think he can go up against the tribal chief? Wise man. Who is Jeff Lippman? And Jeff Lippman. might have to side with me. We have a lot in common. And Jeff Lippman, you think you don't know who I am? Wait till you meet Drew Yari. You're really not going to know who he is. What the hell is a Drew Yari? I want to smash him. I don't even know who he is, but I want to smash him. I'll help you. Let's be friends. God damn. Jeff Lippman, you turn your back on me, god damn it. I'm right. God damn it. That no good, that no good piece of shit, Jeff Lippman, turn his back on it, on Drew Yarry. Obviously, I've never checked the public record. I'm well known for that. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Roman. Roman's going to win it. 
uh, they're going to combine the titles. And like, I mean, like I, like I kind of pointed out, you know, he's more than likely going to take some time off. So I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe comes out for the next SmackDown and he just celebrates and kind of goes away for it. He's like, the Tribal Chief needs some much needed time off. And he doesn't even, and he'll maybe do like vignettes on like Zoom and doesn't even show up for like Backlash, which again, he doesn't need to be at Backlash. He needs some time off because he's been, you know, he's been, they've been promoting him like crazy and deservingly so. So he de- he de- he deserves some much needed time off. And again, you know, Brock doesn't need to win this. You know, he's, we're probably not going to see him until like SummerSlam. We're probably not even going to see Edge until like maybe Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. So. Uh, Brock runs, uh, not Brock. Uh, Roman walks out as the new unified champion. Sticking with Brock. All right, so that's WrestleMania two nights. A uh, lot of lot of matches. A lot a lot of matches. Good. You don't have to watch because we just told everyone what's going to happen. <laughs> yep, you guys have your weekend free. You're welcome. You're welcome, guys. And you Send get to see, pizza. and you get to see Jeff in a cage. Mm-hmm. Send pizzas to the cage. Just like J.J. Dillon in 1988. <laughs> it's going to be so... It's going to be lovely. But, uh, yeah, that was the show. That's everything we need to go over. Was there anything in particular you guys want to bring up before we call it a night? Yeah. I, I think that you've done a great job leading us tonight, Drew. Well, thank you, Jeff. And I will do my best to try and get you out of that cage. You can be the you can be the um, anchor man at the bottom of that human tower. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be uh, coaching everybody. It's like I can't fucking get up there, so you guys are gonna have to like find a way to get up there. I'll t- I'll show you. Stand on his Don't shoulder. Stand on his shoulder. I will be fine. I will be teleported out to my safe haven to my lair retreat in Bliss Zakistan. Are you gonna be teleported out by broken Matt Hardy? No, by Alexa Bliss from to Bliss Sakistan. Yeah, there you go. Are you going to put your sack on Alexa Bliss? Oh, oh! No, no, no. We're, we're just platonic. It, it's it's Lily. I'm after. Okay. On that note, we're going to call it tonight, guys. Uh, Jeff, Andrew, thank you so much for being on tonight's show. Um, go ahead and plug yourself. Whoever wants to start. Well, I'm going to be bringing the show back in the next. Uh, I don't know, like three or four weeks. Uh, so stay tuned for any announcements on that. Uh, just need a little bit of uh, time away. So uh, when I when I do come back, I'm uh, moving to uh, doing a solo show mm-hmm. um, with you know much like you're doing here with like rolling uh, guest co-hosts. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously you guys will be part of that and uh, whomever else. Ew. Wow, this is great. That would be me first. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm kidding. Fuck that's um, Mad Max first. <laughs> Mad Max. Um, it's Max, the, not Max. Back in the day, Mad Max did the show all the time, so I uh, definitely want to get him on. Oh, wow. This is, this is so much history here. Um, my stuff, uh, Hammerlock Hangover. Uh, this week we're going to have Kevin Castle allegedly uh, doing WrestleMania predictions and maybe stand and deliver as well. Who knows? Maybe we'll stick around for the whole show. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, the uh, non-wrestling show is Garden of Doom. It's a little bit of everything. Mythology, theology, philosophy, history, pop culture, uh, just all sorts of crazy stuff. This past week, we don't really do wrestling, but this past week, my guest was Vincent, the horror king from Impact and Ring of Honor Wrestling. And we talked about his love of horror and 
things like that. So we talked about horror movies and books and other properties. A little bit of wrestling, but you know, more sort of like inside baseball stuff as opposed to you know your typical wrestling interview. So check that out. But the you know the show's a little bit more varied. And Garden Views is its sister show. And listen, guys, if you hate me, if you hate my voice, whatever you do, listen to this week's uh, episode of Garden Views. Um, it's on the Garden of Doom feed, so you won't find it separately. But it's uh, it's suing the state sponsors of terrorism, and it's literally the story of the lawyers who actually changed the laws and created the path for which victims of terrorist attacks abroad could sue in the United States and obtain judgments. And it's it's a story that is uh, it's movie or premiere TV worthy. And in fact, a friend of mine who's a Hollywood producer is actually gonna listens to the story and is looking at that. So, but you definitely want to hear the story because the 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 guy is sort of like a quiet hero, and and there's an older gentleman who now has Alzheimer's who really is the quiet hero, and obviously he can't speak for himself. He's like Moses. He got the Israelites to Israel, but he could never walk into Israel. Like he, he sort of lost his capacity to understand what happened, like right before they seized $1.8 billion from a New York bank. Um, so, yeah, it's it's this is this is the real deal story. This is this is this is a good kind of uh, USA story. Yeah, look for look look for that to drop, guys. Uh, you can find it anywhere where podcasts are distributed. I believe I follow you guys on Google Podcasts and as well as a uh, Spreaker. Um, so he's not a, he's not a hard man to find, guys. Hope, uh, uh, if, if you uh, if you uh, enroll with Hammerlock Hangover on Wrestling Soup, you'll get all three shows. Drew, I hope that uh, you remembered to uh, record this so everyone heard uh, that plug. Oh no! Uh, don't don't worry. I got you, I got you covered. I didn't I didn't I didn't screw it up like the first time that we were that I had you on. <laughs> How dare you bring up that traumatic event, Carlick? Um, no worry. Yeah, it's recorded. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, far as you can find me, very easy man to find Drew Yari on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the show is on Spreaker. It's also on everywhere else that podcasts are distributed. Back on. Back on Spotify and iTunes. I'm also on YouTube. Uh, and also have a Patreon channel that uh, Mr. Litman is on. As well as uh, our friends RJ and Ruben. And it's just five bucks a month, people. Only five bucks a month. And you get to hear pretty good shit that me and uh, Jeff do. We do a show called From Our Lips to Your Ears. I do a show with RJ called Attack of the Savage Nerds. And I do, and I do a show with Ruben called uh, Worst of the Worst. Which... We've been working on trying to do some new content. We just uh, we need to figure out everyone's schedules. But uh, anyways, guys, appreciate everyone for showing up and listening to us uh, uh, lose our female demographic and talk about Jeff in a cage, which uh, we'll see the results at Sunday. And There's no such thing as gender. How can you lose a demographic that doesn't exist? I don't know, Jeff. I just I'm just I'm I'm saying things. Anyways, appreciate y'all for listening. Hope you guys enjoy WrestleMania. Uh, we will try to. And if not, we saved you the trouble of watching WrestleMania. But uh, anyways, guys, have a good night. Have a good week. Enjoy WrestleMania. And most of all, peace. Talk to you later. Stay evil, my friends. The, the, the Drew Yari Show. It's Drew Yari. It's Drew Yari. The, the Drew Yari Show. Show.
Show. Is Julia. The Drew Yari Show. Is Julia.